Listen live at 1380thefan.com. Live, local, and talking about the teams that matter to you. This is Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Brought to you by Automotive Color and Supply. Good morning and welcome to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, March 11th, 2023. Beautiful sunny day. Temps. I don't know. In the what? What do you think? Uh, 30s, 30s right now. Yeah. Maybe getting close to 40 today. Tolerable for March. It is March. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I think some people they're they're saying 31 degrees uh, off the world famous Wolwo fire escape. Yes. Of course, with Brody the janitor out there with his <laughs> mop and bucket. Um, but uh, God rest his soul. But uh, uh, pretty uh, pretty pretty nice day on tap here uh, until perhaps we get some precip later. Anyway, well, that won't bother us because it's March and it's basketball time right That's right. right. And hockey and basketball and things like that. Well, welcome into Talking Sports, along with Justin Kenny from OPS, OutsideTheHuddle.net, Caleb and Kenny in the morning, new track record. I'm going to take it a little bit. Et cetera, et cetera. <laughs> yeah, yeah, it's et cetera, et cetera. Father of, uh, is Noah with you today? He is. Okay. Yep. Okay. I noticed he's, uh, he's too cool to come in the room. Oh, yeah, he's way too cool. You know, he just. Okay. Yeah, well, he's he's not quite at that age where dad is just the worst human being uh, alive. Oh, but he will be. Yeah. He's, he will he's be that age. soon. Yeah. Soon. Very soon. Yes. Yeah. But Okay. Well, he knows that he can come in. Yeah, he knows. Oh, okay. He just yeah. yeah, he's just chilling over yeah, there. Yeah, because we might need a little, <laughs> a little credibility <laughs> yes. on the show here at some point in time, but. But uh, welcome in. My goodness, we're going to talk some regional high school basketball. You like the setup of the regionals. Oh, we're going to talk about that. We'll, we'll talk about the Comets and their big win over Wheeling last night at the Coliseum uh, that featured, if you stayed till the end, a goalie fight. Yeah, it, quickly going viral here this morning. Yes, you can find it yes. on social media anywhere I, you want. Yes, uh, and, and we win again. I mean, that was shades of Nick Boucher skating the length of the ice years ago. And just pummeling. And I can't remember what team we were playing at the time. We, um, I'm, I'm not on the team. But uh, uh, but Boucher skates the length of the ice and just starts wailing yeah. on this goaltender in the corner. Which is pretty yeah. much what Ryan Fanti did last night. Oh, my he goodness. He completely destroyed yeah. the wheeling goalie. Popped him, knocked him down, and then jumped on him. And, yeah. uh, and, and what do you think? Pads are what? An extra 40 pounds? Uh, yeah, at least. And uh, for him to uh, get the better of him in that fashion so impressively was nice. Ryan Fanti now the enforcer for the comp. Yes, how about that? Well, and did you see the, his teammates, Stephen Alley? You know, it just, oh, it's I mean, to happen their sticks. Yeah. They, were, they were thrilled. Yeah, it was um, It's just one of those things. Um, you know, I, I like a physical game of hockey yeah. at all times. And I think then for a, a while... The physicality was taken out of the sport, taken out of the sport, and uh, it it just didn't have the same. I, I also like precision passing. I like tape to tape passing, things of this nature. But my goodness, I, I think that when you can set a tone physically, aka playoff hockey, uh, then you can uh, exert your will oftentimes. So anyway, we're going to talk to Michael Franke a little bit later on in the show, and before he goes off on. Uh, 
his knee surgery leave. So. Yeah, that's right. He is doing that. He yeah, so we'll talk to him a little bit later on about that. Uh, we'll talk high school regional basketball. And uh, and I know you have opinions about that. But first, I have a big question that I, I jotted down the other day for you. DJ Moore. How about that? The uh, the receiver coming to Big Chicago. trade last night. Yes. What What do you think about that? Well, your thoughts on the, the trade with Carolina. Yeah, if you missed it, um, the number one pick on the move is the Chicago Bears trade the number one pick to Carolina for a bevy of picks and DJ Moore, and it immediately gives the Chicago Bears a number one ride receiver in DJ Moore. And... All due respect to Darnell Mooney, he's not a number one receiver. So he drops down to number two, which is, I think, suits him better. And from from what I heard, basically, the Chicago Bears wanted three first-round picks, or amongst other things, and Carolina was like, no. And then the Bears were like, all right, then we want two picks and DJ Moore. And the Carolina was like, no. And the Bears then said, well, one or the other. Well, we're not trading. And... Carolina gave up DJ Moore, a guy that's in his prime, is affordable for multiple year, more years, and has shown flashes of being a top wide receiver in the league. So I think the, the Bears really knocked this one out of the park. The, the storyline now for me locally is what do the Colts do now? Yeah, well, because, because they're, they're now behind Carolina, Houston. Yeah, the best they can <laughs> then, be is three. Yeah. Houston's not going to trade Indianapolis that number two pick. Oh, they're no, not, not in the not same division. Not, yeah, uh -uh. absolutely. So for the Indianapolis Colts, you can argue about, okay, none of these top four quarterbacks are maybe um, must-gets or, or sure things. But at the same time, are you comfortable if you're in, if you're the front office if you're Chris Ballard, Jim Irsay for getting potentially your third choice at quarterback, mm -hmm. or do you call, start pestering Baltimore about Lamar Jackson? And that to me would be the better um, option for me if I'm an Indianapolis Colts fan. Is you get a guy that's still in his prime, has proven he can be a borderline All Pro quarterback in the NFL, and you're not taking a risk on a could-be or maybe quarterback in this oh, draft. He, he has proven himself, obviously, yes. but he's also coming off his first significant injury. Yes, agreed. And and maybe that helps. Maybe you don't have to give up Value. as much mm -hmm. draft capital, but at 26 years old for Lamar Jackson, and still uh, you expect him to come back from the injury, of course, but it sounds like him and Baltimore are miles apart in – and talking about an extension. And so he's available, basically. You can at, give him an offer sheet right now, today, this morning, or actually maybe Wednesday, once the new league year opens. And he can make, he could accept or deny that, or Baltimore could accept or deny that. So to me, if I'm Indianapolis, this move that Carolina made, that aggressive move, and you may not agree to move up to number one if you're in Indianapolis, but right now, now you're in a spot where you're guaranteed at best to get your third choice. Yeah. And that's a tough place to be. But then with Carolina, what is their receiving core like? Nothing. <laughs> because, thing. you know, what are you offering the first pick in the draft, which is right. going to be your choice of quarterback, and you're going to tell this choice of quarterback, and we've got nothing for you to throw to. That's the problem for Carolina. <laughs> and, and you know, D.J. Moore is gone. They traded Christian McCaffrey, of course, during the year last year to San Francisco. So 
Yes, I think there's some Carolina fans this morning that are going, okay, great, we can take a C.J. Stroud or a Bryce Young or whoever they want at number one, but what do we have to build yeah. around? Yeah, exactly. Yeah. And right now you don't. So I think if you're a Chicago Bears fan this morning, you're you're ecstatic in being able to trade, uh, get a lot of draft capital, and this is a team that needs an influx of talent nearly everywhere in the field, and you get a number one ride receiver in it too because when you look at the draft, there's not a lot of bona fide top prospects in terms of wide receivers out there and the bears instead of taking a risk on drafting somebody or signing somebody in free agency in which there's not very many they trade for a bona fide number one so great job by the chicago bears now i think it's all eyes on indianapolis what they do now do they stand pat at four can they afford to stand pat at four can they afford to put all their eggs in one basket with one of these young quarterbacks or do they make a call to baltimore and see what that's going to take 46862 Automotive Color and Supply Text Line 46862 put TS in the front of your message if you would please but uh, you know and, and the same thing with Carolina okay once again drafting that quarterback number one you'd better have upgraded your offensive line as well right. to protect this investment yep we'll see yeah there's a lot of questions now as Carolina and, and I think foremost is are you going to make the right choice at quarterback. I don't think anybody knows which one of these. There's no sure thing, like I said. So C.J. Stroud, Bryce Young, Anthony Richardson, those kind of the three being tossed around as maybe the most likely guys to potentially go number one. Are you are you 100% confident in any of those guys being an all-pro quarterback, mm. a great quarterback? I mean, odds are one of the four is going to turn out, but you better make sure you get that one out of four, right, instead of the one that flames out. Well, remember when the Colts drafted Peyton Manning. Yeah, and that's I think they they, they could have it was an either Ryan or it, it wasn't four deep at that time really it was it was, uh, it was too deep yeah and uh, they made the right choice obviously but with this you know, potential of four franchise quarterbacks eventually hey who's making the right choice yeah who's making the wrong choice it'll be an interesting uh, draft scenario as uh, it unfolds. Once again, 46862 Automotive Color and Supply text line. As we told you a little bit earlier, the Comets beat Wheeling last night 6-4 to four at the Coliseum in front of uh, 7,500 fans and now head to Wheeling to play the Nailers and then come back to Fort Wayne on Sunday oh, to host Indy at 5 o'clock. Short turnaround there. Plus, yeah. they're going to come back to a spring forward situation yeah, there tonight. so they're going to lose another hour after in this three and three and it, it's it's going to be uh interesting to see what they can do but they got those first two points last night yeah we talked to shane alberani about those those three and threes earlier i listened to that and that was very intriguing yeah it was uh very insightful and, and you made a great point about that the uh the ahl is subsidized by the nhl not the echl these teams need to make their own money and so you need those weekend games, and that's part of the, a big reason why you have these three and threes is these every franchise wants weekend dates, right? Sure. And and Friday, Saturday, Sunday, that's what you want, and and that and that means you make these players play three games in three days because of the money needed to be made by these franchises. So we've got yeah, we've got that yeah. I was listening to that, and and then he doesn't get a sleeper. No, he doesn't on the road. Shane has to. Uh, as to uh, be in a regular reclining seat. Man. Rough. It is. It is. Well, 
But it, but as he says, he looks back and uh, what Bob Chase used to endure. Yeah, true. And in Chaser, I I had the the honor and privilege of being able to work with Bob for uh, a few years before he retired from the day to day at Whoa. In fact, I succeeded him. Yeah. Uh, as the sports director at Whoa, and uh, my goodness, it's you know what he would endure in, in coming home. He'd, he'd get home from games sometimes one two in the morning, and then he's. He's here at the studio at, at 4.30, 4.45 in the morning putting together a sports yeah, report. You know, so it's just, uh, it's it's amazing. Anyway, uh, 46862 Automotive Color Supply text line. Uh, we were talking about quarterbacks in the draft. Uh, it says, T.S., Carolina isn't worried about whiteouts. All they need are guys that can catch little bubble screens. <laughs> which, <laughs> which they had Chris McCaffrey do that all the time. Yeah. They don't have McCaffrey. So, so uh, let's let's take a look. <laughs> At high school regional yeah, basketball, we before we get uh, before we run out of time here in the first segment, but uh, and and I want to, you are not a fan of this new regional format. I don't understand why you did it. To be mm-hmm. honest, I, what 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 was gained? I guess. Because you know you look at let's say okay four A Logansport, you've got Wayne taking on Noblesville at four o'clock this afternoon, and then Kokomo and Northside at the in the seven o'clock game now. Each of those winners won a semi-state. They do. You know, and it, it's not a case where you have these games at, at 10 and 12.30 or something like that, and then they play a championship Correct. game. That's next but week. This is this is all part of the 16 teams left, the 16-team regional that's going to uh, uh, bring us back down and, and you know, go from there. So it's, uh, it's an interesting... Uh, format nonetheless uh, but we have the Wayne Generals 20 and 4 on the season going up against Noblesville at 4 o'clock Noblesville 19 and 6 um, what about Noblesville's strength of schedule well it's it's significant and and they beat the likes of Westfield and Zionsville to win the uh, the sectional last week this is a really solid Noblesville team but by no means untouchable Um you look at uh, at Aaron Fine that really runs their offense as a junior, uh, but it's a very balanced team as well. Wayne's big thing here is do they come in, they play locked in, do they play aggressive, they play really good defense, similar to what they did against Homestead uh, to win the sectional championship, or do they come in a little too excited, make some mistakes because they need to play sound basketball today. So if Wayne, depending on what Wayne team comes in, because they continue to play wise above their years, this is still a young team, if they can continue to do that, they have a shot today against Noblesville. Yes, and a young team that is twenty and four yeah. on the season under Byron Pickens. Year. I'm telling you, it's wild. Uh, so uh, the other one, the Northside Legends of Gary Andrews, uh, go up against. How do they stop Mr. Badunga? Well, I don't know if you can stop Flory Badunga, the six foot nine, five five star, rated the third overall prospect next season uh, by two four seven Sports. But it's not just Badunga. So they have. A trio of seniors in Shane Spear and Patrick Hardiman and Xavion Bellamy who can score, they can rebound, they can pass. They're very versatile players. Northside, to have any shot in this game, needs to shoot out of the gym. They need to just go crazy offensively. They need to probably get north of 70 points to even have a chance of winning this game. I think it comes down, if Northside can make this an offensive shootout and they can fill the bucket, they have a shot. But this is a very, very difficult uh, matchup with Kokomo. In Class 3A at Newcastle, uh, Twin Lakes 10 and 14 goes up against a 12 and 13 Bishop Dwangers Saints team uh, that was uh, victorious last week in claiming a sectional title with a last-second shot. 
Um, Matt Kostoff, Saints. What can uh, you say? I mean, yeah, you've got two teams coming in here into the regionals. One team's going to go to the semi-state with a, a sub-500 record. You look at who would have thought that Dwanger is an in a chance to win a regional championship today. On January 11th, they entered a game at New Haven. They were one and nine, and now they're 12 and 13. Have won six straight games, including that uh, win over Concordia. Made it ugly, and what, similar to what they were doing did against Concordia in December, were able to win that game. And now Dwanger one step away from winning a regional championship. So great turnaround by the Saints and a like-minded team in terms of Twin Lakes, also under 500. And actually, they stumbled into the playoffs, and they have lost seven straight games heading into the postseason. We're able to beat Western Rensselaer Central to win a sectional. I like DeWanger here. I think they can win a, a, a regional championship today. How about that? Going to uh, 2A at LaPel, we've got Blackhawk Christian 23-3 and going up against an 18-6 and Tipton team. That'll be a 4 o'clock start. This is a, like a tricky matchup for... Uh, Blackhawk Christian, because Tipton isn't exceptional, but they're just a solid all-around basketball team. And they really, really are methodical offensively, but balanced. They have three guys that score in double figures. All three of those guys are underclassmen. So mm -hmm. this is a team that maybe doesn't have the experience that maybe a Blackhawk Christian has in terms of at its senior class, but has a couple seniors that lead the way um, really with energy. Uh, deeper down in their scoring but it's going to be uh, a really I, I think people may be overlooking and maybe saying okay blackout christian is going to win this game but i think it's tighter than than people expect tipton's a really good team blackout christian better be ready to play and in class 1a at frankfurt uh 12 and 12 southwood is uh, going up against blue river 20 and 6 and that'll be the late game that'll be the seven o'clock game at frankfurt Blue River's pretty solid, uh, a team that has lost just once over the past about six weeks or so and just, like, thoroughly dominated their sectional, including beaten Seton Catholic in the finals. So Southwood has their work cut out for them today, another team that got into the regional round without a winning record. If the Knights can win today, they can move to 13-12 and 12 on the season. But it was a pretty easy sectional for Southwood in the sectional 53 uh, they were the only team with more than, like, seven or eight wins in that. So this is kind of what it sets up when you get into the regional round. That's why I think the regional round originally was so good is because you had to win twice in one day. That's when it started getting serious, right? Mm -hmm. So you can have teams that are decent but not great that can come out of mediocre sectionals, but then they have to perform on regional Saturday. Now all of a sudden you just have to win one game on regional and you're a regional champion. So I prefer the old format. I haven't heard one really competent excuse on why things were changed. Survive and advance. And speaking of another team that's uh, survived and advanced, uh, the Indiana Tech Warriors in the NAIA tournament. Blake Davidson scored 23 points to lead Tech over uh, Evangel, 71-66 in the second round of the NAIA men's tournament as uh, the Warriors have punched their ticket to the Sweet 16 now uh, Wednesday night at the Schaefer Center. Uh, now Tech's going to advance to the Sweet 16 the 13th and 14th of March uh, coming up. Monday and Tuesday against Jamestown, North Dakota. So congratulations to the Warriors for that. We're going to step out and take a break. But before we do, I want to tell you about my friends at Culligan. My goodness, uh, if you have a water softener, you're not really sure if you've moved into a home that's got a softener. Does it even work? Is it working? You hear it you know, making some noise every once in a while down in the corner of your basement or your garage. You Shoot, sometimes it can be in a crawl space. 
You don't want to go in there. Cobweb, spider webs, who knows what's lurking, right? Give Culligan a call. Have them come out and inspect your softener. $29.95 is all you need for peace of mind for your water that courses through your home and keeps you alive and healthy and keeps your appliances healthy as well. You don't want bad water going through your water, your, your dishwasher, your washing machine, your hot water heater. You don't want any of that happening. Call Culligan. They'll come out and inspect it. They'll take a look. If it's in good shape, they'll let you know. If it's not, they'll give you a couple of suggestions. $29.95. That's not too much for peace of mind. Give them a call today, 484-8668. That's 484-8668. Give your people Culligan water. We'll be right back with Mike McCaffrey. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. If you looked at your auto or homeowner's insurance rate lately, think it's about time to get a competitive quote? Call the Wise Insurance Agency today at 260-747-5373. Located at 7410 Bluffton Road, Wise Insurance is a local company that's been in business for 25 years. Being an independent agent working with over 15 A-plus rated carriers allows Coach Ron Wise to assess your needs and determine the best option for you to give you maximum coverage with the most affordable premiums. The Wise Insurance Agency also offers motorcycle, RV, and watercraft insurance, as well as renter's insurance, flood, and umbrella policies. Multi-policy discounts are also available, and make sure to ask Ron about the good student discount up to 20%. Let Coach Wise show you the fundamentals of getting the right insurance. Don't put it off. Contact Coach Ron and the Wise Insurance Agency team today at 260-747-5373 or find them online at thewiseinsuranceagency.com. Nothing beats March Madness. The pure sound of a swish. The rattle of a slam dunk. The fans on their feet for the big moments. And the action just keeps getting better until a national champion is crowned. Hear all the action with Westwood One's exclusive coverage of the NCAA men's and women's tournaments right here on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Everyone's heard the saying that when one door closes, another one opens. Well, if it's time to get rid of those old, ugly shower doors, then let City Glass Specialty open the door of endless possibilities to help beautify your bathroom. We can custom cut and install all types of framed or frameless shower doors. Choose from a variety of styles, including clear, obscure, or frosted. Plus, we also offer custom etch designs. Want your shower doors looking new for even longer? Does preventing hard water stains and reduced cleaning time sound good? If so, you'll be glad to know that the experts at City Glass Specialty can also provide a protective coating for your shower doors that does all that and more. For new shower doors, call the specialists. Call City Glass Specialty at 260-744-3301 or visit cityglassspecialty.com. Every six minutes, a utility line is damaged by reckless digging. So Indiana relies on 811 superheroes like Steve the Plumber. I contact 811 before I do my work. Mary the Gardener. Before I plant a tree, I contact 811. And Mike the Landscaper. I dig for a living, but always contact 811. Prevent damages or injury. Call 811 or go online, indiana811.org. Sponsored by the Indiana Utility Regulatory Commission, this station, and the Indiana Broadcasters Association. 
Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Beautiful Saturday morning on tap, along with Justin Kenny from OPS, OutsideTheHuddle.net, Caleb and Kenny in the morning, High School Coaches Show. What am I miss? Father of Noah. Father of Jim. Noah and little Jim, yeah. Yeah. Also known as Morrison. Yeah. Uh, you know. Yeah, kids can have a nickname. <laughs> Morrison for yeah. short. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Welcome in. We are talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour at 10 o'clock. And uh, let's go right to the talking sports phone line powered by Fire Police City County Federal Credit Union. Because on that line is Mr. Mike McCaffrey. Mike, good morning, sir. Good morning, Jim. How you doing, my friend? I am great this morning. I did see uh, some interesting news coming out of the Lady Cougars softball camp, uh, making some noise at a tournament. Yeah, down in Florida. Uh, split the uh, first two days down there, and I think they just got underway at 9 o'clock again this morning. So just as we're speaking, uh, they're getting their fifth game underway down there in Florida. But, uh, yeah, I've been getting some great pitching. Um I haven't put up as many runs to get a couple more wins. Lost a couple, uh, you know, one-run games, but uh, but Mackenzie Rust is down there firing strikes and, and getting it done for us. And got two wins so far down there. Hopefully, get another couple today. Um, but yeah, they're uh, they're they're getting their their legs fresh now down there in Orlando and come back to play some games here against Crossroads League competitors. But uh, but yeah, they're they're getting in a bunch of games down there, and it's fun to see them finally back on the field. Yeah, I mean, in the uh, just just the. Ability to recruit players uh, of Mr. Uh, Coach Bolin, otherwise known as Brody's dad. Uh, <laughs> Wait till Reed comes along. <laughs> oh, I know. Yeah, I, I saw him at a at a game down in uh, at Huntington. My goodness. Yeah. So anyway, but uh, yeah, and Ryan has always been a great recruiter and and gets players, and uh, it's he's he's always going to be competitive. So that's that's a lot of fun. Speaking of coaches. You have a new men's soccer coach. Tell us about that. We do, yeah. Uh, we're very fortunate. Uh, after uh, about a month ago, uh, Jake Essig resigned, and so we had to get on the search and uh, find somebody here. And, and I mean, we had some great candidates, but uh, when we got them on campus and, and got them in front of the team and uh, got them in front of some of our administration, there was clearly one person that uh, kind of rose to the top of our list, and that was uh, Mamba Chisoni. Uh, Mamba's currently the assistant head coach up at Bethel. Uh, well, he was until this week when he accepted our job. Uh, but, you know, Bethel coming off an NAIA national championship. They've been <laughs> really good in the Crossroads League, went 9-0 and last year. Um, and so, you know, when Mamba came in, he, you know, talked about what his vision was going to be and how that experience has helped him. And uh, our guys were excited to meet him. He met with probably about seven or eight of our team members when they were here as part of the interview. And those guys were excited to play for him. And um, obviously I respect uh, Tony Natale and the job they do up at Bethel and uh, run some great programs. So if we're getting a guy from there, then we know he's coming from some pretty good place. And uh, He's excited to get here. He's going to be here Monday. Uh, kids will be on spring break, but he's going to get in and get settled before they come back. So, uh, yeah, I mean, obviously we've the second time I've had to hire a men's soccer coach after uh, Mitch Ellison being here for so many years and uh, to take this kind of turn in, in our program's uh, history and head down the, the Mamba uh, train. We're excited for it. Yes, and uh... – Mamba has professional experience as well as a player, correct? Yeah, yeah. He played for the LA Galaxy and won an MLS Cup. 
Uh, I think it was, two, uh, I don't want to get my years messed up and try to date him old and make him older than he is. But I want to say it was around the <clears throat> 2004, 2005 uh, area. He came out of Coastal Carolina where he played uh, collegially and then went and played for uh, the LA Galaxy out in the MLS. So, yeah, he's he brings a pretty good uh, reputation when he's talking to guys about soccer that he, he knows what he's talking about. He's been there at the highest levels um, and the Zimbabwe U-20 team and uh, just a great human being. Uh, just talking to him, I mean, it was so easy to root for him and it's going to be so easy for our, our players to rally behind him and for our department to support him and for our university to get behind him because he's just just a genuinely uh, good good human being when we met with him and you could just kind of ooze you know, what he's going to bring to a program and hope that people can feed off of it. We're talking this morning with Mike McCaffrey, athletic director at the University of St. Francis in our weekly Cougar chat. And I saw a photo on social media of Coach Kevin Donnelly standing beneath uh, an archway that uh, had his name on it, Kevin Donnelly Field, as well. And uh, that was just a, a, another cool tribute to a man who... I don't even know if you can describe what he's done. Uh, it, it just, uh, it just, no, nope. uh, his, his, has created a program and, and, uh, and his, his ascent to excellence was rapid. And here he is still yep. coaching at St. Francis and uh, coaching the same football team he started. Yeah. And then, you know, th- it wasn't new. We didn't just name it well, and Kevin Donnelly right. field for a while, but we've got this new scoreboard coming in. Uh, so we have to get rid of the old scoreboard. Um, and it gave us an opportunity to maybe um, properly recognize um, our legend, Coach D. And, you know, instead of just having it on the scoreboard, we thought putting it over the entranceway, both on the front and the back, uh, since that scoreboard will come down and we'll have a new scoreboard in the north end zone, gave us an opportunity to look at, okay, how, how do we really want to do this? Um, and how do we really want to present Coach D the right way and honor him? So we, he, was, uh, he was smiling underneath those uh, sunglasses <laughs> and that, that nice white beard he's got these days. Uh, I think it was a pretty cool moment for him. But, yeah, I mean, anything anything we can do before uh, Coach D hangs it up here in maybe 15 or 20 more years uh, to keep recognizing his accomplishments is going to be something that's important. And you know something that's going to be uh, quite an adjustment for anybody and everyone who has followed Cougar football and been to Darcy Stadium and to Kevin Donnelly Field that jumbotron's in the other end. Yeah, sure is. <laughs> We're going to flip it all on you. <laughs> yeah. How many times you got to look up or down in distance or, or time remaining or timeouts and look and you have to go the other way. Yeah. But, uh, well, hopefully this thing is nice enough where it grabs your attention pretty quick. That's, that's the idea, right? <laughs> I think so. Yeah. And I, and I'm sure it will. Uh, my goodness. But, uh, what other spring sport information can you give us this morning, Mike? Uh, uh, Baseball team's back down to uh, what, Forest Glen Park. I think they call it down in Huntington. Uh, I got another doubleheader with them today. We split with them the other day, which is good. Kind of got us got us on the board in baseball with a conference win uh, after opening up a series uh, sweep against Taylor. And, uh, you know, that four-game series is tough. You're in the first game of the series, and it's uh, a one-run game in the bottom of the ninth, and you've got two men on with no out, and you just don't get anybody in. So you drop the first one, and then you turn around, about an hour later, you start the second game, and they come out and put up 16 runs in the first inning and just kind of took all of it out of us uh, for that and then tried to get a couple at home. And Taylor's very good. There's no doubt about it. I mean, they're the best team in our conference, uh, you know, year in and year out as far as rankings go. 
Uh, so it was a tough one to open up with. But it'd be nice to go down and get another split today at Huntington and get a couple wins. Oh, no doubt about it. Well, Mike, thank you for joining us this morning, and uh, we will talk to you next Saturday. Thanks, Jim. Have a great weekend. Appreciate it. All right. That was Mike McCaffrey, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, in our weekly Cougar Chat. We're going to go ahead and take a timeout and come back with our third quarter of the morning, and uh, we're going to be talking with Dan Vance, Media Relations Director, Social Media Director of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, in our weekly Mad Ants Chat. And uh, we're going to talk about something we haven't been able to talk about for a while yet. Uh Another sellout for the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, and that hasn't occurred since uh, just before the pandemic. So we're going to uh, talk with him when we come back. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Mama, what does the chicken say? Uh, chicken. Oh, okay. Uh, Oh, a wolf. Uh, uh, oh! What about the tiny dog? <laughs> Cat. Aww. Ow. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Dolphin. <laughs> what does the turkey say? <laughs> whale. <laughs> whale sound. Do the giraffe. Giraffe, really? Uh, okay. Giraffe. Uh, giraffe. 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 You're not going to get it all right. Just make sure you nail the big stuff, like making sure your kids are buckled correctly in the right seat for their age and size. Get it right. Visit NHTSA.gov. Slash the right seat. Brought to you by the National Highway Traffic Safety Administration and the Ad Council. Now back to Talking Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station. 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. This is from Paradise. Is it? Uh, okay. I will trust you. Okay. At the album, yeah. Anyway, welcome back to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Saturday, March 11th. Mad Ants have a game tonight against the Motor City Crews. They played on Education Day, and I still can hear kids screaming in my ear. Uh, but it was a great sight to see when I did my Mad Ants basketball. About the third, fourth quarter, the place was just raucous nice. with, with energy, and finally. But anyway, it was uh, a lot of fun out there. Uh, the, the Mad Ants get beat on just about a last, well, it was a last-second three-pointer uh, that put Motor City ahead to stay 119 to 116. But uh, on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire and Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union, is Social Media Director, Media Relations Director of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, Mr. Dan Vance. Dan, good morning, sir. Hey, good morning, Jim. Well, okay, I've, I've already had questions asked to me <laughs> about well, what's a sellout for you guys. <laughs> uh, and, and my answer, and, and you tell me if I'm off base or on, uh, you know, on the mark here. Uh, we have our, our sellout number is just shy of 4,000 fans. And, yeah, and, right. and, and without, and, and of course we have curtains actually on either end of the arena. 
So that takes away seating area from the the ends that would not pose a very good sight line anyway for the basketball court as opposed to the hockey rink. The hockey rink is 200 by 85 and, and takes up the entire floor, whereas the basketball court is, what, 94 feet long, 50 wide? Anyway, so you you don't have good sight lines, so you curtain that off. Now, also, the 600 level at the Coliseum hasn't proven to be a popular ticket option for fans over the years, and it's something that uh, you know we, we haven't utilized, and it's also one of those cases where from a contractual, uh, you know, situation with, let's say, the Coliseum and in our lease, that's what it is because they have to determine how many people are going to be there on an, on a nightly basis, what they're going to uh, have to have as far as concessions, ushers, parking, attendance, things of this nature. That all enters into everything. So with that said, just under 4,000 or right around 4,000 is our sellout. But... Or tonight, if I'm not mistaken, we have over 4,500 tickets out, don't we? <laughs> we do. We do have over 4,500 out. It's the uh, the biggest crowd since pre-COVID. Actually, the, uh, the the last game before COVID that we hosted uh, at the Coliseum was the last time that we had this many tickets out. Um, so it's 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 a big night. Like you talked about it being raucous the other day. Uh, the crowd, the environment is going to be uh, next level tonight. Definitely, and it's it's faith and family night with a post-game uh, Christian concert as well. There's all kinds of things going on. And number one on the team gets a bit of an honor. Tell us a little bit about that. He does. So Justin Anderson, uh, we're doing a Justin Anderson bobblehead giveaway tonight. First thousand fans to the door uh, receive that limited edition bobblehead that uh, he actually doesn't wear number one in the bobblehead because it's, uh, it's honoring his all G League uh, run last season. Uh, with us he was wearing number 10 yes, then so yeah. number 10 bobblehead to honor that you know one of only three guys in the history of the franchise to be first team all g league along with ron howard and tony mitchell so uh justin gets the bobblehead uh great replica i think justin <laughs> had a lot of input in the process of, of putting that together over the last you know eight months or so um and, and it looks great and it's an exciting giveaway for those first thousand fans and and justin's excited about it yeah, it, it should be a lot of fun tonight out at the Coliseum, and I'm sure that there will be uh, many, many early arriving fans just to make sure they can get a hold of one of those Justin Anderson bobbleheads. But uh, let's talk, I, if I'm not mistaken, 13 and 13 right now is the Mad Ants record? Yeah, that's correct. Okay. So we're, we're, we're right there, uh, 13 and 13. You know, if you look at the standings, we're in 10th technically right now, uh, which is, is, is kind of wild because we were just in fifth uh, a couple of days ago, but it's that close. You know, we're still just a game out of the playoffs right now. So uh, even in 10th place, we are far from uh, excluded from the fight for those last three, maybe even four spots in the Eastern Conference. Really, only first place and second place are, are, are wrapped up and only first, first place. Um, the Long Island Nets has technically even clinched a playoff spot. So the other five spots are still up for grabs, and, and we're right in the thick of it. And Delaware's two, correct, right now? Yeah, Delaware's two right now, um, and, and likely to stay there, but they have not technically clinched. So, mm -hmm. uh, And we have both of those teams coming up on the road as well. I see. Now, okay, obviously, uh, if you don't have a ticket, you're not going to make it tonight, but there's one more home game left, and uh, this is uh, 
all kinds of fun going on here because we got before the game, we've got a steam fest from uh, 1130 to 130. And then the game tips at 230 p.m. next Sunday. Tell us about that. Yeah, next Sunday, it's our, our fan appreciation night. It's also, as you mentioned, Steam Fest going on beforehand, a great chance to get out uh, and, and learn about some trades and different companies, bring your kids out, uh, let them experience that, and, and some great things and fun things we always do with Steam Fest. It's a fun annual event, um, kind of what we call the, the peak on peak. You have a Steam Fest, you have a fan appreciation night. It's Matt Ann's birthday, so the arena's going to be filled with mascots from Johnny from the Tin Caps, Striker, from Crazy Pins, Icy, from the Comets, uh, and many more mascots out there to celebrate Matt Amp's birthday. And then, of course, uh, always popular post-game autographs. The whole team will be available uh, for post-game autographs. Uh, we'll have special uh, end-of-the-year fan appreciation night posters featuring the entire team. So the whole team will be out there signing autographs post-game. And uh, tickets are extremely limited for that one as well. So if you want to get in, uh, we're nearing a sellout crowd as well for next Sunday. So get your tickets now. Yes, don't wait to get those tickets. And you've also got, in speaking of Mad Ant's birthday, the mascots that are coming to celebrate the Mad Ant's birthday with him also will be available for autographs, and that's part of that uh, birthday book, I believe, that the Mad Ant has that's going to feature some of his mascot buddies. Yeah, that's right. He'll have a, a little book that you can get at the door, that kids can get the door and get signed by all the mascots, kind of a, a little passport to uh to Matt Ant's birthday night so we're we're excited it's going to be you know you know Jim that last game of the year fan appreciation night um I think last year we had somebody tell us it was like a circus atmosphere yes. which is great there's a lot going on for everybody um a lot of exciting stuff going on all night long to to, to keep the energy big inside the Coliseum oh yes and and there will be no shortage of of t-shirts being tossed into the uh, crowd and and just pretty much a, a blowout of of everything that we have uh, so that uh, the more we throw into the crowd, the less we have to store for the off season. So you, uh, you know, it's uh, why not get those logos out there and uh, and get them in the fans' hands. And and it's always nice when when a fan comes to a professional sport and they leave with something that they didn't arrive with. That's a good day. So exactly, yeah. So. Uh, what's, uh, what's the status of the health? I noticed, uh, Thursday we had some of the walking wounded back on the court <laughs> with us. And, uh, what's, what's the status of some of these players that, uh, have been battling injuries lately? Yeah. So yeah, we saw that on, like you said, on Thursday, Gabe York back, uh, full strength, David Stockton back, uh, played a little bit more limited minutes on Thursday. I think he'll be back fully tonight. Um, Elford Payton is, is, is listed as questionable for tonight. I think that he's very close to being back in the lineup. And it's a possibility we see him tonight. Uh, that's still be de- to be determined. Team has uh, their walkthrough and shoot around here still this morning. So we'll get an idea of him. And, you know, Eli Brooks is progressing as well uh, down the stretch of the season. Uh, we're hopeful to get Eli back. Obviously, he was dealing with uh, an a bad ankle sprain, turned into a bone bruise. And so um, hopefully to have Eli back uh, for the last couple road games and then hopefully again for the, the 19th next Sunday. Uh, so that's where we're at. But definitely getting back into – into better shape and of course tonight uh destiny rescue night with faith and family night as well and uh we're uh, we, we've got a lot going on tonight at the coliseum and once again if you don't have a ticket hey we have a game next sunday but don't don't wait too long to get those tickets because that is uh headed for sellout distinction as well so 
Uh, it's going to be a lot of fun tonight at the Coliseum and next Sunday. And uh, just a you know, tribute to the people of Fort Wayne and Northeast Indiana, Northwest Ohio area for coming out and supporting professional sports. And uh, it is appreciated all across the board. Absolutely. So, it's, 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 yeah, it's like you said, Jim, it's, it's a great environment and uh, we can't thank our fans enough for what they've done this year and then what they're going to continue to do these last two nights. Yes, indeed. So, well, Dan, we will see you um, shortly. Yep. Uh, we'll see you soon. Blue, uh, blue tops, khakis. Yeah, that's exactly. See, I listen. <laughs> All right, Dan, take care, and uh, we'll talk to you little in a little while and next week. Sounds good. Thanks, Jim. All right, thanks. That was Dan Vance, Media Relations Director, Social Media Director of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants. Um, had a text that came in, 46862. It says, why don't the Mad Ants open up more seats if the game is sold out? Half the arena is curtained off. Well, because the basketball Part of the arena is a lot smaller than a hockey arena. We've talked about that, uh, the rink. And uh, there's just here in the corners where we have things curtained off and you're at a hockey game, you're still seeing the entire surface and you have play right in front of you at times. Still. Same thing on the ends. We have curtains because we have, well, things that we have to stage back there. You know, we have choirs that are going to be performing national anthems. Tonight, Southern Wells Choir is going to be there performing the national anthem. We have in-game promotions that we have to have uh, taken care of. So those have to be behind the curtain to come out. Uh, also, uh, the 600 level, yeah, you know, it's it's just not a popular seat for those watching basketball uh, when when shots are going into a 10-foot hoop and, uh, and you're up there. So, um you know, but if it's somebody that, that is uh, upset because they couldn't uh, get to the game because it, it it did sell out as of yesterday, so uh, please just, just you know, look into when you're going to go and uh, maybe try to get those tickets early. Same thing with the, with the Comets, and we can uh, we can talk to Michael Franke about that too. Hey, you know, it just get your tickets early. Uh, I don't think any professional sports uh, team is going to apologize for a sellout, but it, you always like to accommodate the fans as much as possible. But uh, we could sell you a seat, but are you going to have the best sight lines? Are you going to come away with a good experience? And uh, it's just, once again, one of those things. Or be a season ticket holder, then you got the same seat every game, and you get a discount on the tickets plus perks from the teams. Yeah, you can do that. Anyway, we're going to go ahead and take a break. When we come back, we're going to be talking with Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets, and our weekly Comet Chat. We'll do that when we return. You're listening to Talking Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply on 1380 The Fan, 100.9 FM. Sunday on Compass Media Networks, it's the 2023 Big Ten Men's Basketball Tournament Championship Game, live from the United Center in Chicago, Illinois. Be sure to join Greg Daniels and Doug Gottlieb for all the action as one of the nation's top conferences crowns its tournament champion. Coverage starts at 3 Eastern, noon Pacific. If it's the Big Ten Tournament Championship Game, it's right here on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Everyone's heard the saying that when one door closes, another one opens. Well, if it's time to get rid of those old, ugly shower doors, then let City Glass Specialty open the door of endless possibilities to help beautify your bathroom. 
We can custom cut and install all types of framed or frameless shower doors. Choose from a variety of styles, including clear, obscure, or frosted. Plus, we also offer custom etch designs. Want your shower doors looking new for even longer? Does preventing hard water stains and reduced cleaning time sound good? If so, you'll be glad to know that the experts at City Glass Specialty can also provide a protective coating for your shower doors that does all that and more. For new shower doors, call the specialists. Call City Glass Specialty at 260-744-3301 or visit cityglassspecialty.com. Rattle, rattle, thunder, clatter, boom, boom, boom. Finished our taxes. We're going to get some major bucks back. Great. Just in time to get the car ready for spring break. Yep. Perfect timing. It's not handling right. Get it to CarX. We can fix it now and then pay off the credit card when the refund comes in. Brilliant. I knew there was a reason I married you. CarX is the best in auto repair. They guarantee every part and every repair. Plus, they guarantee the best price in town. So when you need brakes, service, or tires, don't worry, call the CarX man. Now back to Talkin' Sports with Jim Shovlin on Fort Wayne Sports Station, 1380 The Fan and 100.9 FM. Welcome back to Talkin' Sports, powered by Automotive Color and Supply. Okay, youngster, you're going to have to uh, help me on here. This is and Michael, Priest. for that myth. That's Judas. Okay, yeah. well. My mistake. Okay. <laughs> Welcome back to Talking Sports. Powered by Automotive Color and Supply. We're talking local sports of all sorts till the top of the hour, 10 o'clock. Have a question, comment, opinion, Moran, etc. Do so via the Automotive Color and Supply text line of 46862. That's 46862. Put TS in the front of your message. Yeah. Text us if you don't like goalie fights. Yeah, that'll do it. Because on the Talking Sports phone line, powered by Fire Police, City, County, Federal Credit Union, is Fort Wayne Comet President Michael Franke. Michael, good morning, sir. Good morning. Was that Judas Priest? Yeah. Oh, come on. Yes, I didn't know it was Judas Priest. Understand Judas was not a priest, though. True, yes. <laughs> <laughs> uh, you had that blasting out of your convertible GTO, didn't you? <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> well, as we're talking on a Saturday morning... Uh, Friday night Comet game, especially one at home. Comets win. Hey, we won one. How about that? In, uh, I would say, dominating fashion. But, boy, you no. you beat up on the Nailers. Let's put it that way. Literally. Well, I'll tell you something. I have not seen a goalie fight like that in 25, 30 years. Well, see, I remember. And uh, the crowd went crazy. And uh, Fanny just beat the tar out of their goalie, and uh, it was uh, it was totally unexpected, obviously non-scripted. And uh, I don't know what their goalie was thinking. He came over the line there at the end and dropped his gloves. Fanny met him, and uh, he just started wailing on him. Yes, yes. I mean, it's it's all over social media this morning. Great video of it, and uh, yeah, he he walloped him. He hits him with one and knocks him backwards, and then pounces on him. And um, yeah, we were uh, Justin and I were talking uh, at the start of the show. You got about forty pounds of equipment on a goaltender. 
something yeah. around there or you know i mean that's they got, that's, they got all their gloves off and uh they're you know that was cool mm-hmm. but uh man i haven't seen anything like that uh you know in, in the in the pembroke Puritan days that stuff was very prevalent uh-huh. and uh asked robbie irons about that who uh broke his hand i think that year against merlin jenner uh <laughs> but uh you know you just don't see that anymore and uh I was I was very pleased to see the officials let them go. I yes. think they sensed in the crowd that the crowd was getting whipped up, and uh, instead of breaking it up, they let them go. Yeah, and uh, and in just a, a typical hockey fight, until a player goes down or goes to a disadvantage situation, then they they jump in and, and break it up, but. And that's uh, looks like indeed what what happened last night. But I I recall Nick Boucher skating the length of the ice during a brawl and wailing on and I can't remember what team the Comets were playing that night. But the other goaltender really didn't want much part of Mr. Boucher. And uh, boy, he he got a few licks in and just uh, he sure did. I remember guy. that. Now, yeah. can you imagine if you're a, uh, one of your listeners right now listening? That's not a big hockey fan going, what's wrong with these guys? <laughs> you know, and, now, and, and as I discussed it early, too, I've always been a fan of physical hockey. That doesn't always mean fights or anything like that. Right. It means hard hitting, close checking. I I can get excited about a 2-1 a to one or a 3-2 to two game because of the competition, the back and forth and everything. But there is a place in the game of hockey for physicality. And oh, I think absolutely. Yeah. I think we got away from that a little bit uh, some years ago, especially oh, we at the got NHL away from that level. A lot of it, you know, and and it it's, it went more to the the tape to tape precision passing and things of this this ilk. But we still need well, otherwise known as playoff hockey. You need to go and exert your physicality on the other team and a little bit of intimidation too. So that I think that was exactly what happened last night. You know. Uh, Wheeling was nine points behind us for that final spot. And they're thinking, okay, we got to win this game. The game was very physical, mm-hmm. very physical. And uh, there was another fight earlier in the game with Bowden's. And, uh, you know, it, it didn't work out for Wheeling last night. And I think they set the, tried to set the tone for tonight because they know they're 11 points down now. And if they lose tonight, they're 13 points down. And they're about out of it yeah. because if you look at the numbers, the Comets would have to go like four and fifteen, and they'd have to go like fourteen and five to uh, to get around us. So uh, you know, and that's that's highly unlikely. So you know, they probably looked at this weekend as their season to try to make it to the playoffs. Mm-hmm. Definitely. We're talking this morning with Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Comets, in our weekly Comet chat, and. Uh, I heard Shane Alberani on uh, on Justin and and Caleb Hatch's show, uh, Caleb and Kenny in the morning uh, earlier this week, talking about the three games in three days and just the the travel uh, that can be so well. You talk about from a physical and, and mental nature. It's it's got to be tough to do a home game here in Fort Wayne on a Friday night go back to Wheeling, West Virginia for a Saturday contest, both teams, and then come back home for a 5 o'clock start on Sunday against the Indy Fuel, plus 
just factor in that little thing that we're springing forward. So you're going to lose an hour anyway for Sunday and starting instead of seven o'clock, you're starting at five o'clock on Sunday. So that's no, got to yeah, be exactly. a grueling yeah. grind. Yeah, it's tough. Um, you know, we utilize the sleeper bus to wheeling so the guys can get some rest. But yeah, it's it's a it's a pain, and uh, we're one of the closer teams to wheeling, so we go over there a lot every year, and that's just the way it is. And uh, but yeah, it's it's uh, it's very difficult, and you also concern yourself with these kind of trips. Uh, you know, if guys are sick or whatever, and they can pass along their germs and mm-hmm. make other guys sick. Uh, so, yeah, it's uh, it's not uh, ideal. I always wondered if we would be smarter to just stay home on Friday night, you know, get, get rest in your own bed and, uh, you know, take off about 11 o'clock in the morning in a sleeper bus on Saturday get over there about five, play the game, and then come home and try to get some rest on the sleeper bus. But uh, they like to go over the night before. and uh, But to me, that throws off your whole body ske- uh, schedule and chemistry by, you know, getting there at 4.30, quarter of five, and then going to bed. And uh, But that's what they like to do. Yeah, and, and the only saving grace here is that both teams are doing the same mileage. Exactly. They're doing the same thing, yeah. <laughs> Yeah, so, and uh, in, in after last night, being as physical as it was, my goodness, so uh, we shall see. But, uh, well, Michael, you're going to be out for uh, the next couple of weeks. And, yes, uh, we're going to get a new knee on Monday morning uh, out at Fort Wayne Ortho, and uh, so I'll be out of the office and not going to games or anything for at least the next two weeks, and uh, hopefully, uh, hopefully that'll be about it, but... Uh, uh, so we'll see what happens. We're out of town next week with the NCAA tournament in town. Mm-hmm. And then we're back the following weekend with three in a row against Rapid City on a Friday, Saturday, Sunday. Yes, indeed. So it should be a lot of fun there. And, uh, well, uh, uh, tell the surgeon to have steady hands. And uh, hopefully this isn't the first uh, replacement for the surgeon, is it? I hope not. I okay. did kind of worried me, though. The other day I was driving down Brooklyn Avenue and I saw him coming out of the junkyard. Well, it, parts is parts, Michael. Yeah, that's what I figured, <laughs> yeah. All right, well, <laughs> well, uh, uh, well, have a great surgery. and uh, no, Thank you so much. <laughs> yes, I appreciate yes, that. Yeah. And then uh, we'll catch up with you guys down the road. And, uh, hey, we're going to be a couple of weeks away from the playoffs then. That's right, yeah. And and when I got bored after I had my hip uh, redone last summer, if I wasn't watching baseball games, I was watching uh, Cops 24-7 on the Pluto Network. So, anyway. Oh, there you go. Yeah, well, yeah. I, have, um, I have reinvested in Stratomatic Baseball. Ooh. Oh I uh, played Stratomatic Baseball uh, religiously many years ago, and uh, I have collected some... Uh, Games from uh, 68, 76, and a couple of other years. So, you know, I might break out Strato. Very nice. This week. Very nice. Yeah. Yeah, those those people 50 years of age and under probably don't know what we're talking about. But <laughs> Oh, they have no idea what they're, we're talking about. But uh, I think I'm going to break out 68. Uh, uh-huh. And uh, we'll, we'll, we'll have Bob Gibson go up against Danny McClain. Yes, indeed. Oh, all right. Well, Michael... We'll, we'll talk to you in a few weeks and, uh, and uh, speedy recovery.
All right. Thanks a lot, guys. All right. Michael Franke, president of the Fort Wayne Commons, our weekly comment chat. And that's going to just about do it for Talking Sports for a Saturday, March 11th. Many thanks to Mike McCaffrey for joining us, uh, Athletic Director at the University of St. Francis, Dan Vance, Media Relations Director, Social Media Director of the Fort Wayne Mad Ants, as well as Michael Franke of the Comets. Thanks for your tech. Podcasts by Federated Media.